What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. If it's your first time, glad to have you. Look, volumes up, remotes down, stay for a while. That's Dave Hellman. That is Joy Taylor, and this is the Eagle. Back to the basics. LaShawn McCoy. Now, look, we got breaking news in the NFL world. The coach fired their head coach, Frank Wright, today. He was in the middle of his fifth season. Remember, Frank Wright won a Super Bowl in 2017 as an offensive coordinator with the Eagles, ended up being a head coach. But now, after firing him today, get this. The Colts hired Jeff Saturday, former center for them, won a Super Bowl, Peyton Manning center most notably, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. But the real news, Jeff Saturday has no coaching experience. He's an NFL network analyst on another network. Now, Joy, we talked a lot about this, so I want to get your instant reaction. Jeff Saturday, no coaching experience, hired to the Colts. What are your thoughts? I had to double check it, actually. I thought, because you sent it on the group chat, I thought we might, you might have got got. Right. Like, hold on. I don't see no blue check. I know they're switching those things around now. Yep. We're going to have to double check our uh -huh. sources because this is really crazy. I love a good unqualified man hire. Ooh. Love it. I love it. I love it. Here's why I love it. I mean, obviously, I'm being sarcastic. I don't love it. This is embarrassing. And it's not, it's not really me coming at Jeff Saturday. I know a lot of people that know him. Nice yeah. man. Certainly a lot of great contributions to the organization. But we're talking about things bigger than a nice person getting an opportunity. An opportunity that he is completely unqualified for. Right. Completely unqualified for. And I don't want to hear about the playing. Coaching is an experience that you have to have experience for. Mm, right. And we undermine it constantly by these hires. And what bothers me about this hire is not just that he, he particularly is unqualified when you have Gus Bradley on the coaching staff with 33 years of coaching experience, mm. four seasons as a head coach. John Fox, 40 John years Fox. Yeah. Fox of there. coaching experience, sure 16 coach. seasons as a head coach, 20 years combined. As you said, yeah, yeah. that's coach. a lot yeah. of experience. If you were just going to make a change from Frank Reich, who I also think is a good coach, and by the way, I don't think should have been fired. Right. I think you should have waited till the end of the season. But if you're going to make this move, do it because you want to build on what you already have. You're not like getting ahead of the race for the next great head coach because the Panthers already fired Matt Rule. Mm -hmm. So... What really bothers me is every time these unqualified, wildly unqualified hires happen, nobody wants to give it the attention that it deserves when we're talking about black head coaches. That's right. You have no experience, none, zero, none, no experience in college or professionally coaching on any level, not as a coaching analyst, none. And what is the word that we always hear when it comes to black coaches being hired? Well, they just don't experience. have enough experience. Experience, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. experience. All right, so I know they're going to slither on out every time this happens. Make sure you take this back to your little troll hole with you yeah. that these are the examples mm -hmm. that are blatant and obvious when we're talking about black coaches not getting hired. We got to have a rule in place just for interviews. Yeah, it's crazy. And if you, could have, if you like the guy, he's been in the building, and you can have a beer with him, <laughs> have at it. Well, what am I supposed to say to this? This is not a serious hire. Yeah. Um, I think two things can be true. Excuse me. Two things can be true because at first I saw the hire, I was happy for my friend, former colleague, Jeff Saturday. Right. Great human being by all accounts. Happy for him. But the second thing that can also be true is understanding what were Jeff Saturday's qualifications to be hired. Okay. It appears that the only qualification was to have played at a high level for the Colts organization. But guess who else has played at a high level for the Colts organization? This one right here. The wide receiver coach, Reggie Wayne, Reggie Wayne. who also That's has right. six Pro Bowls and all pro to his name, is likely a future Hall of Famer. But more importantly, 
is currently a coach on staff for the Colts who's wearing a headset every single game. Most importantly, was a volunteer coach in 2018 before becoming an official coach in 2022 and is actually on staff. So if the only qualification, which it appears to be, is to have been a former player at a high level for the Colts organization, then you have a player who is there at a high level that is currently a coach in Reggie Wayne. So that is where I get lost. Two things can be true. I'm happy for my guy, Jeff Saturday, but I am simultaneously curious of how in the world a decision like this is made. Shady, you have several thoughts on it. Unleash, yeah. please. And that was a great example. Reggie Wayne should definitely be a candidate for this type of job. Um, and, Joe, you talked about even at the black coaches. Like, it hurt me because, well, first of all, let me give my respect and love right, to Jeff Saturday because I love to see, like, ex-players getting the opportunity, getting the shot. I think he's a smart guy, so I'm happy for him. But on the other side, what Joy talked about, it's kind of like it's hurtful. I was in why? Phil- I'm going to tell you why. I was in Philadelphia, right, with um, a guy named Deuce Staley. He's a running back coach. I got to Philadelphia in 2009, right? Now, they didn't know if Jeff and the superstar running back. But anyway, 2009, he was like an intern, like um, running back coach. Mm-hmm. Now, he had experience as a running back. He played there for a certain amount of years, and he went to Steelers. And he came back under Coach Andy Reid's yep. um, like coaching tree, which most of his ex-players do. Now, he helped me out. Like, there's never been a coach, especially as a running back coach, to help me out, to understand the offense. He moves up, he moves up, he moves up. I want to say 2000, I left in 15. Yeah. In 2016, they moved him to, to the, to the um, head assistant coach. head coach yep. job, right? So I'm like, dang, he's getting a shot. I remember the, the players, myself, Darren Sproles, a lot of different players, we were, like, having, like, support letters, you know what I'm saying, for all the players to support him because he was up for a head coaching job. Yep. And he didn't get it. And you know what they said to him? What they say? He wasn't experienced mm-hmm. enough. I'm thinking, like, this, kid, this guy has helped everybody out, played and did his dues as a player, and then moved up as a coach and got better and better and better, and he still didn't have enough experience. And then you see a hire like this, where Jeff Saturday was, he was on TV. He wasn't a coach. He wasn't, like, developing his, his, his coaching um, um, resume or, or, or getting better in yeah. practice. No, he was, he was on TV. So it really hurts me to see that. And then when you think about the NFL, me being as a player and now in, up here on, on, on television, there's, like, over 60% is black players. So we're good enough to play, but we're not good enough to be a head coach? That's crazy. And then was it four Black coaches in the NFL? Um, I'm sorry, black head coaches? That's ridiculous. So, like, part of me was, like, happy for Jeff Saturday, but other part of me is like, dang, like, a guy like Reggie Wayne, like, he has the credentials. Why not him? Check this out, too. And shouts out to Reggie Wayne, like, one of my favorite players from that era. The Colts coaching staff is littered with guys like him. Cato June is on that coaching staff. Great Mm, linebacker for those Colts teams. Kevin Mawai. Who a potential pro football Hall of Famer, like yep. a many-time all-pro offensive lineman, is on that staff. And you look at your resumes and you're like, these guys probably aren't qualified to be head coaches yet. Until something like this happens, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're like, they've been in the building. They've been with the, this team already. Like, they have a better finger on the pulse of what's happening. And, yeah, I'll, I'll join you all in saying, like, I, got, I have no beef with Jeff Saturday. I've never met the man. Everything I've heard about him is wonderful. And, and to his, on, on his half of this, like, there's 32 of these jobs in the world. You get a phone call giving you an opportunity. If you're interested in doing it, you're going to say yes. I can't blame him for that, but I can hate the process that leads to these types of results. And it just reminds me of my own experience being around an NFL franchise. Is these are billion-dollar organizations, like Forbes, Fortune 500, billions and billions of dollars. And for the most part, they are run like 
mom and pop hardware stores where there is one person at the top of the chain who, who is white, who is a white man, right? We don't have any minority owners in the NFL as far as I'm aware. Chad Khan. Chad Khan. Excuse me. I'm sorry. So 30. Uh, Jack, Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's more likely than not an older white man who has the final say. And, and like, that's it's, it's a weird conversation to have because, like, I don't, I don't think of this as, like, maliciousness on the part of Jim Ursay. If anything, it's just not reading the room, like not taking things like this into consideration. And at the end of the day, you don't have to. But it's easy to see why people are so frustrated when the goalposts keep moving let in situations like this. Let me move this conversation forward if I can. Shady, Joy, let me talk directly to you. Dave, waiting to hear from you momentarily. If you want to see uh, more black head coaches yes, we do. Uh, getting in positions, in, in good positions, I'm reminded of the quote, though, Shady, that, like, not all money is good money. Okay. You know this, made yeah. a lot of it. Not all coaching positions are good positions. Okay. If you actually want to see a black head coach succeed, taking over the Colts head coaching position is not being set up for success. They do not have an offensive staff member that is called plays. You fired your offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady, two weeks ago. Okay. You have a quarterback who's making his third start this coming week. Yeah. He has not thrown a touchdown pass yet. A six-rounder out of Texas. Your running back, one, Jonathan Taylor, has been injured. Your running back, two, currently plays for the Buffalo Bills and the yeah. Hines. So this is not a position set up for success. Mm -hmm. So truth be told, after I do wrestle with the fact that Reggie Wayne is more equipped or at least as qualified a Saturday. Joy, I'm also thinking to myself, in all honesty, he probably dodged a bullet because this is being led to slaughter. This Colts position is not a position where you will succeed, at least not in the final seven, eight weeks of the season. Yeah, but when you're so rarely given the opportunity that you don't have the luxury of saying no to that. That's right. Yeah. I mean, most coaching changes, you're going to a place that's not very good. That's why they're changing the coach. Mm -hmm. Unless somebody is retiring, right? You're not inheriting a good situation. Todd Bowles with Bruce Arians was one of those examples where Bruce stepped aside and made sure, you know, th this is what happens when I leave. And right. Todd Bowles got another opportunity. But you're usually going into a place that's struggling. And when they don't give you the opportunities to even try, you can't say no to it. What I will say is, say Reggie got that job and failed in the same way that I think Jeff probably will, because he's unqualified and this is not a good situation. It's held against black coaches more when they struggle than white coaches who get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. So that's also what needs to change. And to your point about all money isn't good money, mm -hmm. I can't necessarily say this was a good choice for Jeff Saturday. He, if he fails terribly, which he probably will, like I said, this is not a good situation. Frank Reich is, a, is in my opinion, a good coach and is, coach. It, it, it just got fired yeah. and is failing in this situation. What does, that, what does that do, not just for your the conversation around you, but now you are linked to the conversation that we're having. Yeah. So sometimes it would be better for him to turn this down, even, even as good as the opportunity that it is. Yeah, not I all money is good money, but just Saturday is playing with house money because I don't even know that he wanted to be a coach, let alone a head coach. Shady, you were saying. No, real quick, because like, now you did made a great point. But then again, like, on some situations, it's not that bad. Other situations are worse. I think this situation is bad. But the, I look at last year with um, David Cully. as a coach that I played with in Philadelphia, yeah. right? When he got that job, we were like, we, we were happy for him. But we're like, man, the Texans, they don't have no good players. Yeah, right. You know, and Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson. Watson was going up and down with his situation. So we didn't want him to get the job because of that. But we wanted him to get it because we want the best for him, a black coach. And then what happened? They fired him. Mm -hmm. So I, sometimes, like, when you have the opportunity, you got to take it. Because you might not get another one. Maybe Jeff Saturday, he might get another opportunity, Right. 
Because he's, a, I think, a white coach different from a black coach. Where um, David Cully, he can't get a job. And they're going to talk about his, his record, which who does well with the Texans. So, on your point, sometimes you just got to take the job. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, Jeff Saturday is taking the job for now, and we will see what happens next. I believe the Colts have the Raiders coming up this week, and so all eyes will be watching that organization. Well, that well coming up, the Bills. They were supposed to beat the Jets, right? <laughs> Wrong. The Bills lost. Josh Allen didn't play so great, and our opinions of what is the MVP favorite may have shifted. That's next. Ship it to Philly? Please. Of course. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yo, what happened to the Buffalo Bills and the Big Apple? They were upset by the Jets yesterday. Josh Allen, he didn't rush for two touchdowns, but he had two interceptions as well. Now, after the loss, Allen said, quote, it's tough to win in this league when you're playing a good team and your quarterback plays like, Eep. oh, quote. Um, Shady, get some thoughts off, big dog. What did the performance, Josh Allen's performance, your former teammate, mind you, what did it tell you? It told me that, um, that Josh still gets careless sometimes, right? And I, I think the issue is sometimes, because we see this here and there with Josh Allen. He gets loose with the ball. You know, he's, run, he's running the ball. He'd be up here. be, wow, he might throw a pick. Guy might drop it. I think now that this game happened, I'm happy it happened, though. And this is the reason why. Now going forward, you can be more prepared. For example, he did the same thing against the Packers, right? Nobody talked about it. True. Nobody talked about it. He threw two picks. Nobody talked about it because they won the game. They kind of dominate the game. But now, the same type of playing style, the same type of careless passes, it backfires. Now you lose. So now everybody's talking about it. Now in the meeting room, um, um, Ken Dorsey's going to talk about it. Sean McDermott's going to talk about it. As an offense, we got to protect the ball better. We got to make better passes. We got to study harder. So I think learning from this game is that, okay, now we have to take every small thing, no matter big or small, and, and execute it perfectly. Because last time we, did, we didn't do that, we lost the game. Or we won a game, but... Nobody's seen it. Now yeah. everybody can see it now that they lost the game. Yeah, the performance told me this, and it reminded me of this quote. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And Josh Allen is incredibly talented. And when he works hard, yo, ain't nobody stopping him. But yesterday, with those careless interceptions, I was like, Josh Allen, you're treating this like a walkthrough. That first possession, first or second play of the game, Stephon Diggs, 60-yard game. They right there in the red zone. Next thing you know, Josh Allen, you throw such a careless pick. Oh, hard work will be talent when talent isn't working hard. It also reminded me of this, and this is what scared me about Josh Allen. Josh Allen's floor is lower than some of these other quarterbacks' floors. Now, his high is higher. His yeah. ceiling is definitely higher. I think Josh Allen's ceiling is higher than Patrick Mahomes. His ceiling is definitely higher than Jalen Hurts. His ceiling is higher than Tua Tungabailoa. To me, those are the quarterbacks playing at the best level right now. But Josh Allen's floor is lower than Jalen Hurts. His floor is lower than Patrick Mahomes. And his floor is equivalently low to Tua Tungabailoa. So it reminded me, like, wait a second, Josh Allen. Your floor is lower than I would like. I remember that 2020 playoff game versus the Houston Texans. Maybe it was 2019 when all of a sudden Josh Allen starts spazzing and gets sacked for like minus 16 yards with the game on the line. I thought we were past that, but I don't know that we are with Josh Allen. I still believe that he will likely inevitably end up winning MVP. I still think his ceiling is highest at the quarterback position, but it showed me joy that his floor was just a little too low for my liking. What did his performance tell you? I mean, even the best in this league are vulnerable. It happens. Yeah. I'm not going to indict his entire career off of a bad performance against a very real Jets team. Time to do it. Time to put some respect on the New York Jets. This is not the same old Jets team. We keep holding back every single week. We're like, oh, 
Mm -hmm. No, well, there it is. They just beat the Bills. They took advantage of his mistakes. That's what good teams do. Mm -hmm. That's what bad teams don't do, like the Packers. So we got to put some respect on the New York Jets. The AFC East is the best division in football right now. That's it. Even the Patriots are winning games. I hadn't thought about that. They're the best best division. Yeah. And you got to come correct. I think this is a good thing for the Bills. I'm with you, Shady. If you're constantly being told you're the best and that's a lot for you to win MVP and you're a lot to go to the Super Bowl, that's not, that's, that's not a lock right now. And this is a good thing. Sometimes it's good to get punched in the mouth. Oh, hold up. Mm-hmm. It's a yep. little blood. The blood, the blood. Yep. blood. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, like right. that. Nobody makes me change my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's a good thing for the Bills. It's, and, and the Jets are for real, so we got to give them some respect as well. Yeah, I, I, this, is a, this is a Jets thing than a, more than a Bills thing for me. And, and it's fitting because last week right here on the set, I was very dismissive of the Jets. I was like, Are we, we're putting them in the playoffs. That's really what we're doing right now. And lo and behold, I'm, like, I, I still don't think they're the best team in the AFC or anything like that, but they are a lot more real than I gave them credit for. I'm not worried about Josh Allen or the Bills. In fact, if everybody, if you want to jump off the bandwagon and give me better odds so that I can like bet on the Bills, <laughs> that's fine. They lost to the Jags last year without scoring a touchdown. They lost to the Patriots, even though the Patriots threw like three passes in that game. Like mm-hmm. everybody's got blips on the radar. The Bills are going to be absolutely fine. I was really impressed by this Jets team. They're great on defense. And, and I think the reason I've been reluctant to give them credit is because it's a quarterback league, and and Zach Wilson's not that guy just yet. But if you can go toe-to-toe with a team like the Bills just getting adequate quarterback play, they don't have Brees Hall anymore, and they ran for 170 yards. Their defense flustered arguably the best quarterback in the league, at the very least 1A to Patrick Mahomes, or 1B to Patrick Mahomes is 1A. If you can do all of that, you can beat anybody if you're on the screws. And, and that's, you know, we were down on the Jets last week because Zach Wilson played so poorly. But if he can just avoid mistakes, there are the pieces here to play this type of football. So, you know, I'm, I'm not penciling the Jets into the, even the AFC championship game, let alone the Super Bowl, but they are a much better team than I think I gave them credit for. Here's my thing, though. When I was watching this game, I think I finally realized, uh-oh, the Bills can lose. Shady, let me ask you a question. Do you think there's a difference between losing and being beaten? Because I do. Yeah. Right? Like, you can lose and you can yeah. be beaten. Yeah. The Bills were beaten by the Miami Dolphins. Like, Tua yeah. Tungavailoa came oh, back guess, from a yeah, concussion, yeah. and they went out yeah. there and they yeah. beat them. I didn't look at this game as the Jets beating Nah, them. they lost this game. I looked at the Bills as losing this game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Reason being is like, Josh Allen, what – what are you looking at? Yeah. Josh Allen, you let Sauce Gardner bait you into throwing a pick by disguising cover two, and it was hardly a, a, a good disguise. Yeah. I looked at it like, wait a second, I didn't think the Bills could lose. I thought if the Bills were going to lose in the loss column this season, somebody would beat them. But when I was watching this game, I was like, come on, man. Like, that, you, you can't, get, you can't yeah. just they give them it. Yeah. And then, like, 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 a good team, right? If he gave Patrick Mahomes two picks, the score, they're going to put more than 17 points on the board, Right. And it was what, what, what? They scored seven points uh, yeah. in the second half. So I mean, it's like good teams. You can't, you can't just give easy picks to. And then the one pick down uh, in the red zone, that was bad. bad. That was just like, huh? Catch this. Okay, but again, like I feel like, and again, like I'm not, I'm not trying to say the Jets are like the, this all world team or anything. Right. But give them a little more credit than that because I know. I was sitting there watching the game yesterday, and I was like, oh, Josh Allen's got a minute and one to get down the field, and yeah, yeah, the Bills are going to win this game. And you know what? They didn't come close. The Jets shut it down completely. Sack fumble. The drive didn't go anywhere. Like, that is beating somebody. Yes, I think Josh Allen made some very uncharacteristic mistakes. The fact that the Bills were in that position is on him mostly. 
But the Jets had like the Bills had every opportunity to go and tie or win the game and the Jets took it away from them. Like, how can you say they didn't beat them? I disagree. That's why I don't like to just look at matchups as quarterback versus quarterback. Like Robert Sala is a defensive guy and he believes in playing really hard football to your point. What is it? I don't want to mess up the Tim Tebow quote. Hard work beats talent. Oh, yeah. Real high school football coach. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Tebow? I don't think I – well, it's, it's every so high school football Tebow. coach I've ever yeah, heard. I don't know if yeah. originally Tebow, but I, I have seen him been accredited for it. On <laughs> Do it that which you will. Anyway, the point is they play hard. They're not going to let you yeah. push them around. Right. And they play with pride. And I know these are all like intangibles, but when you're playing a division game and it's a game you want more, and to Shady's point, you're being very careless and you're not making good decisions, this is what's going to happen. Yep. Yep. This is a good Jets team. Yes, Zach Wilson is not on the level of Josh mm-hmm. Allen, but he doesn't have to be if Josh Allen is playing – Below his Correct. level. Correct. That yeah. part. That yeah. part. And if, they have a defense that can take advantage if of If Josh Allen will play down to Zach Wilson's level, then all of a sudden Zach Wilson is on the same level of Josh Allen. Right. Here's my fear, Shady, speak to it. Are the Bills front runners? Mm. Remember. No. Uh, I can't say that. No. They started last year 4-1. and one. Okay. They beat the Chiefs. What happens after they beat the Chiefs? They go 3-5 and five in their next eight games. Mm-hmm. As though beating the Chiefs was their Super Bowl mm-hmm. and their maximal exhale moment. Remember, they lose 9-6 to six to the Jags yeah. last year. Yeah. What happens this year? You start off 6-1, and 5-1, and one, or whatever the case may be. You beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead once again. Everybody's singing their praises. Right. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Joyce picked them to win the Super Bowl. I believe you've picked – now you probably picked the Eagles to win yeah, the Super I, Bowl. I, I, but, <laughs> but two of the four picked the Bills right. to win the Super Bowl. We're all singing their praises, and now you lose to a Jets team that you should not lose to regardless of how good they are. I, I can't say that. Like, this team with what are they, 5-3? and three? What are they, 5-3? and three? They're now they're six, 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 six and two. two. Okay, so six my thing is 6-2. So – they're, they're, they're a solid team, and it's a divisional game. The, you know, the Jets are the Jets. I'm talking about the Jets. Oh, the Jets are 6-3. Six, and three. Six, and three. six yeah. three. Okay, so 6-3. My bad. But my thing is, like, it's a divisional game. Anything can happen. Well, I, I, like, I felt like the Bills should win, but now that them losing the game, I'm not, like, mad because I said, okay, well, it's a divisional game, and the, 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 the Jets are a tough defense, and they're a tough team, and they're hungry. So I, I can't say that. I don't think they're front runners. I think the Bills are, are, are coached very well. Sean McDermott was a great coach. He changed that whole that whole at, that attitude up there. The whole culture. He changed it all. They want to win. They expect to win. And I think Josh Allen's a guy. Did you did you hear his, his press conference after the game? How many starting quarterbacks? How many superstars will get up there and say, "Listen, it's my bad. My team played well, and I played shh, I like and we that. lost the game." I like that. He's accountable. So you you, you I guarantee you this. Uh, Tuesday they'll be off, be off today. Tuesday he'll come to work prepared. Them them careless passes he had. He's gonna change them. And as a, as a group, they'll work together. So, yeah, they're, they're not front runners. Well, you want to know who's not going to go to the podium and take accountability? Boy. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Coming up, Whoa. what in the world is going on in Green Bay? I believe they've lost five straight games. Mm. Our Packers fan is nodding their head. Yes, they have. <laughs> Yo, what is going on wow. next? We got to talk about it. Aaron Rodgers, the demise. It's coming before our eyes. Yo, I heard he blames you for the loss. Probably. Welcome back, family. Y'all got to check in on our social life with us. Lil Wayne, friend of the show, RIP to the season, he says. We should have gotten rid of 12 before the season. Now, remember, Wayne is a Packers fan, so you already know 12 is Aaron Rodgers that he's referring to. And rest in peace to the Packers season 2-5. How you feel about that? He's done with him. (laughs) Done with him. I like that, though. You know why? Because nobody calls Aaron Rodgers up. I'm happy Lil Wayne did. I can't be the only one calling him out. That's facts. Because we've seen the game. You know I've seen the game? Lil Wayne seen the game. 
<laughs> trash. I'm going to say it. He played trash. He did. Last game. He did. Well, look, staying in Green Bay, let's actually get to the nitty-gritty of the game. They went against the worst defense in the league. That's the Lions defense and couldn't take advantage of it. Pick. Aaron Rodgers, pick, 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 pick. Interception after interception. Counted up three of them in total. Two in pick. the red zone. The Packers have now lost an astonishing five straight games. Aaron Rodgers said, quote, can't lose a game like that against that team, though. So that's going to hurt for a while. Pick. You're probably throwing one right now, 2-5. <laughs> um, Dave, is Aaron Rodgers finally out of excuses? Uh, well, I mean, yes, but he's Aaron Rodgers, so the answer is probably no. Like, See what I'm I'll, I'll give Aaron Rodgers the little bit of credit to say, much like Josh Allen, he got up there yesterday and said that he had some crappy throws. Okay. Different word, but yeah. But, like... Look, look, like that. We showed the B roll. Like, you saw the guy's body language. Like, did that look like a guy who feels like this is all on him, even though those all three of those were like three of <laughs> right. the ugliest interceptions I've seen all season? You throw an interception to a defensive end. That's never caught an interception. Never in caught career. an interception in their it, life. It has a lot of like gloves and tape on his end. Like that's come so on, man. And then, and then, th- th- did you catch like peak peak Rogers to throw shade at the team that just beat him? Like ah, oh, to lose to that team. They just <laughs> beat you, my dude. Oh wait, they said that. They just beat you, and you're sitting here saying like, oh, it hurts to lose to that team. You're the team that lost to that team. <laughs> so like, nothing about the way that Aaron Rodgers oh God, carries man. himself. Makes me think that he's out of excuses, but I, I'm out of excuses. And, and the thing for me with the Packers is I've been saying this for weeks, and it's only more true now. So they lost Rashawn Gary for the season yesterday. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is out for the time being, at least. Four, six weeks. Yeah, and then Eric Stokes, they don't have a timeline, but it sounds like he's going to be out for a little while as well, the young cornerback. The reinforcements are not coming. Like, they're, you know. Unless you can get OBJ, which at that point, so a 30-year-old OBJ who's had two ACL surgeries, and why would he want to go to a three and six team? So okay, throw that away. Who is coming to help this team? Nobody. Like this, this is what it is. And so yeah, I mean the Packers are completely out of excuses. Roy Taylor, I know you're hot on Aaron Rodgers. Talk to us. Uh, yeah, I mean, I said the Lions were going to win this game. You well, sure did. Oh, we, yeah, wait, you wait, hit wait, your wait. face. Who do you pick, Packers? You pick Packers? I picked the Packers. Well, who do we pick? One time. Ah, two times. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to jump on the Aaron bandwagon of dump it on the Lions for a second to point out how utterly ridiculous it is that we continue to consider the Packers to be a good team when they lost to a team and could not score more importantly, against a team that is last in scoring defense, last in total defense, last in third down defense, 31st in rush defense, and 29th in pass defense. Dang. And you can't score against this team, and you're throwing three interceptions? Shout out to the Lions. I picked them for this reason. Aaron Rodgers is playing bad. He's not playing well right now. We can say this. He's still going to go into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Yeah. He was still a back-to-back MVP. Still a great. But still a great. But right now... He ain't playing great. And the Lions took advantage of a great that is struggling, the team that's riddled with injuries, that doesn't have depth, partly because they're paying that great $50 million a year, and the organization refuses to take weapons in the draft. Refuses. Will not do it. Whatever reason, they will not do it. So, yes, there's no more excuses here. This is what you signed up for. This is what you stayed in Green Bay for, knowing that they don't draft Mm -hmm. weapons. So you can't blame it on the organization, despite that I think it's crazy they do business like that. You know they do business like that. There's There's no reveals here. The only thing that is shocking to me about 
what's happening with the Packers is how bad Aaron specifically is playing. Yeah, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is out of excuses. I just don't want to hear him anymore. He's not out of excuses. That's a better way to put like, it. Like, Rashawn yeah. Gary leads the team in sacks. He's out. Okay. Christian Watson, second-round pick, he got hurt. Romeo Dobbs, third-round pick, he got hurt. Yeah. David Bakhtiari yesterday in yesterday's game, he got hurt. So it's not as though Aaron Rodgers does not have excuses. He has them. I'm just done listening to him because he's playing bad. And so for that reason, I'm tired of hearing about your excuses unless you're above reproach. Don't tell me how bad I'm playing if you as well are playing bad. Right. Aaron Rodgers threw an interception to a defensive end that has never caught an interception from high school, college, or the National Football League. Wow. He does not catch interceptions, and somehow on this day, on Sunday, you gave him one. So, Rodgers, for as many people are, as are out, you are out as well. You are bad too. So you can't tell me about everybody else's bad when you're bad. He's not out of excuses. I'm just out on listening to his excuses. 2-5, where do you stand? You're out, and I'm out also. <laughs> you know I'm so happy about why this game happened, right? And I don't want to sound like a hater, because I, sometimes I call Dave a hater. And, and we, I, America, I like Dave. Whoa. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Can we clip that out? No, <laughs> can we clip that out? And he hates a lot. But listen, <laughs> I don't want to sound like a hater, but I'm so happy this game happened. You know why? Because people, Aaron Rodgers is such a great quarterback, which he is. He's a great quarterback, right? Great resume. When, when he talks to the media and he calls out these wide receivers, they're not catching the ball, and they watch the game and they might drop the ball, the fans are like, oh, he's right. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have no help. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? His team's bad, right? But I'm happy this game happened because now the world can see. See, I watch tape mm -hmm. a lot. A lot. All the top teams, all the top quarterbacks, I watched the tape. The tape was telling me since week one, Aaron Rodgers is not playing well. He's not playing well at all. But now everybody can see that now. When you throw three picks, mm. right, on your fifth loss in a row, throw in the, in the, in the goal line, red zone, zone, you yep. throw picks, like, come on. So now they can see it. So all the yelling, all, all, all the little sad faces on the sideline, all the cussing everybody out. No, 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 brother. It's you. Mm. So now I know. You know, know, now the world knows. And I'm happy this game happened because you can see it. You know what I also hate? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got to cut you off. Please, go ahead, go ahead. Cut me off. Hey, right. He, 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 gets it, he gets me, man. He really does. Why? I do Why like, on your nerves, because, big dog? Because he gets passes for everything, right? When the contract happened with Devontae Adams, they mm -hmm. said, oh, well, you know, he wanted to leave already, right? Even though he asked for a contract. Patrick Mahomes has a big, big deal, right? A 10-year, well, actually 11-year. Um, extension. Yeah, because extension. Right. But when he planned that deal out, he said, okay, I want to have a big enough deal, right, spread out enough with the money so I can pay my other players, and after he got his deal, they paid – the next guy they paid was Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. So he saved enough money to pay his big-time players. Tom Brady for years has been doing that. Now Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Look, I don't know what they did. Rub me my $50 million a year. That kills me because now when you get all the money that you want, you got players, second-round draft picks, first round. You don't have no real players. They're all young. Instead of having some money to sign Devontae Adams or to sign other players. That's why I don't give him a pass because as a quarterback, you have the most power other than the coaches or ownership. Hey, look, this is what I want. Hey, I'm going to take this amount of money, right? Break it up how you want to break it up. I need, I need a certain amount of money to get some linemen, to get some, some wide receivers. You can do that. But he didn't want to do that. And he wants to blame the young players that's not playing well. No, I'm blaming you because you're not playing well and you had enough money where they could have structured enough money where you could have got some younger players or some better players and kept Devontae Adams. How much fault do the young players take for Rodgers not playing well? Because it takes receivers to catch the Come ball. Come on. It takes Come on. on the right route. Yeah, so, and then it takes, it takes confidence. Like, like, how can I believe in my quarterback? We well, don't believe in me. Because he got a name. So it, 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 the, the blame goes to some of the wide receivers, but more of the blame goes to Aaron Rodgers. I hope this can put an end 
to the end. Joey, we talk about this all the time. Like, and put an end to the idea that, like, a truly great quarterback doesn't need any help because this guy's coming off back-to-back seasons. And and not to, like, not to but let – But he's not playing great right no, now. No, no, he's, no, he's playing poorly, but bad, bad. don't you think part of that has to do with his supporting cast? And not to let him off the hook entirely. See, that's, what, that's what they do. You're doing it. You're, you're, you're doing, doing it. You know you're doing it. You're doing it. he's so great, you're doing it. I'm just saying, like, you need, you need a little bit of help. Like, that's not a groundbreaking analysis. Like, no, Aaron Rodgers isn't playing well, and I put this loss to the Lions squarely on him. But – over the totality of the season, there's a lot of moving parts that go into this, whether it's because the offensive line can't hold up. They've been rotating that combination a lot during the season. You don't know what receivers you can count on. You don't know what receivers are going to be in the lineup. Like, all of that stuff goes together. I will say this. I think the thing that makes it hard to wrap your brain around is typically in the Rodgers era when the Packers have struggled, it's been because he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He got hurt. You know, they, they, he comes back and they rally to get into the playoffs. It is, it's new to see them look this bad while he is 100% healthy. And it's, it's eye-opening for sure. Here's my thing, though, Joy and Dave, is like we have to go back to Aaron Rodgers skipping OTAs. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, and Andy, I'm talking to you, if uh, Aaron Rodgers did not, in fact, skip OTAs. But I believe he did because on August 22nd of this year, he dismissed the idea that skipping OTAs had an impact on his connection with his young receivers. I know by being a young player who was coming into an organization trying to learn things, that's when it's time to develop relationships. That's when it's time to develop nonverbal cues. That's when it's time to figure out, yo, how is Aaron Rodgers going to read this uh, defensive cover? and how do I need to run my route versus defensive coverage? Mm-hmm. I think, Dave, there are a lot of things that don't necessarily meet the eye that you have to give blame on Aaron Rodgers. He turned Greg Jennings, James Jones, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, none of which were first-round picks, all of which were ballers. He helped them ball, and he ain't helping these cats ball. I actually, that brings a memory. I hadn't thought about this in oh. forever. The year of the lockout, going right. way back. Remember the 2011, lockout? 2011, right? Yeah. 12. Remember that. People got on Rodgers' case all offseason because the Packers didn't really do anything. They were coming off the Super Bowl. They didn't, like, you know, they didn't meet away from the facility and do all that cool rah-rah stuff. And Rodgers was like, it's going to be fine. And you know what? It was fine. They were freaking awesome. But that was a decade ago. <laughs> so I'll, I'll meet you there and say, like, that type of stuff matters the older you get, the more you decline personally, maybe the more the talent on your offense declines. But was the talents that was on that roster they're they are already working together yep. yeah. oh yeah no they like that's what no yeah. they they were much better yeah. set up they know each other absolutely well. yeah that's different but no, listen, no no for sure rogers is a me guy not a we guy mm. yeah that's not a reveal to anyone so if you're at this stage that the packers are in their organization which is not a rebuild dish maybe they're in a rebuild but we're not quite going to go all that far then you have to adjust your expectations and the work that you put in. So, again, I did not think that the Packers were going to be good this year. I didn't think they were going to be this bad. But what is the real reveal here? Is it just that we were relying on the talents of Aaron Rodgers? Aaron's talking about retiring. Like, he's talked about retiring. We talked about Tom Brady talked about retiring, and Tom Brady actually retired. He's talked <laughs> about retiring. Like, it's not – he's not all in on football which is fine, but then don't expect us, me, to treat you like you're a contender. Right. Like that's, that's really what I went into with the passes and the issues with the Packers. They do business the same way all the time. And then every year, insist, insist that they are a Super Bowl contender. But you don't do the things that Super Bowl contenders do. You just rely on Aaron Rodgers being awesome, mm-hmm. and then everything else that you do is different than that. It's different than what the teams that are winning do. 
So why should we consider you to be a Super Bowl contender? You've underachieved by the standards of your own expectations every single year but since I, Aaron Rodgers was I the think Super Bowl. it's because of Aaron Rodgers. I think everybody I think so, forgets yes. all of their errors and all of the sins of the roster yes. and just go, we have 12, we have a chance, which is typically true. Which, yeah. by the way, like typically <laughs> that works. And they do, so like, I hear what y'all saying, but let's not forget these guys, when his MVP years, they were number one seeds. And Lambo, they're having a home game in the playoffs. Yeah, if you're, you're supposed to win that, though. Right, right, correct. You don't so need nobody else. Standard, I don't need nobody else. If your standard is be awesome in the regular season, right. take advantage of a, a struggling division, which they do, and then make it to the playoffs, then congrats. You're doing wonderful. I think maybe. You're a great girl. But <laughs> if your standard is to win championships, you got to get there, and they don't even get to the championship. Right. So maybe it's on us to have the expectations too high for them. I think well, I think you made a you made a perfect point, Acho. I think is the way this team is constructed, and they've been getting away with it for whatever reason. They've been getting away with it for three or four years. They're constructed to be good if Aaron Rodgers is perfect, mm-hmm. and he's not playing well, and they look like trash. I think it's that it's probably that easy. Yeah, that that, that is summed up very well. Like if Rodgers is great, the Packers are good enough to great. If Rodgers is bad, well. You're three and five, three and six. Coming up, Frank Wright, out at head coach, Thanks, broke guys. this morning. So the Colts are now coach. Well, they're not coachless because they hired Jeff Saturday, former six-time Pro Bowl center with no coaching experience. How does that happen? We'll talk about it next. Speak. We know somebody. Ask him, somebody rich and powerful. Mm-hmm. See? Okay, well, now listen to us talk about the Colts' latest decision. They fired head coach Frank Wright today. Remember, Frank Wright won a Super Bowl with the Eagles in 2017 as their offensive coordinator. Takes over for the Colts. Had done decently well until this season. After a horrible loss to the Patriots, the Colts were done. Jim Irsay decided to switch gears and named Jeff Saturday, the man on your screen, former Colts center for Peyton Manning, six-time Pro Bowler, as the current interim coach. Now, remember, Jeff Saturday, no head coaching experience, no coaching experience in the NFL nor college, and is currently an NFL analyst on another network. Joy, I have to hear your thoughts on this immediately. Jeff Saturday takes over. What's your reaction? I can't wait to be a billionaire. Woo, y'all going to be sick of me. Sick of me. Don't don't let me become a billionaire. I'm going to just do whatever because this is what this is. I mean, honestly, this is a head coach coaching job for the Colts. This is an organization that has won Super Bowls. Like, this is crazy. He's not qualified. Coaching your son's high school team for three years does not make you qualified and and playing and having a nice playing career. It it does not make you qualified to be an, an interim coach. And honestly, like, let's take aside his assignment for a second. Because I really like to look at the scope of organizations because I've seen firsthand what happens when people who aren't qualified for the job or over their head get these jobs. There's other people in the organization you're responsible for. There's a whole coaching staff. Not all the coaches that may have already made money as head coaches like John Fox and not, not those guys. There's, there's people who are under them. Where, where are they going to be next year? Are they mm. going to be on the staff? they got to relocate their kids and family. There's other people. There's assistants and, and people that work in the building that are going to get fired if this goes sideways. There's a lot of fallout when coaches get fired. It's not just that. And how about the players? We've seen this play out with the Brooklyn Nets most recently, right? Steve Nash, amazing Hall of Fame coaching career. Could not playing, – playing career, I'm sorry. Could not handle what was going on there. Mm-hmm. They, and Why? There was no respect because he hadn't been a coach. He could say whatever he wanted to as a player, but KD got rings. Kyrie got a ring. What'd you do coaching? You, we could coach this together. Yep. We're all the same after all. I'm a player. You a player. Right. You know what I'm saying? Player, well, player. It would be a collaboration. And why not? 
Now, obviously, we thought it was ridiculous, but why not? You've never yeah. been a coach. You don't know the ins and outs. You haven't put in the time as an assistant, as a volunteer coach. You haven't been in scouts. You haven't put in the hours that these coaches put in. Coaching is hard. It's a hard thing to do. So I put it on the organization, but I really do feel, genuinely, I feel for the players and the other coaches and the other people on the staff that not only deserve this opportunity, but also now have to deal with the fallout if this doesn't work, and it probably won't work. Shady, let me come to you. I don't know why I never thought to ask this, but I'll ask it now. How would you feel if you were a Colts player right now and Jim Irsay has a team meeting at probably what would have occurred at 10 o'clock today and says, gentlemen, uh, we're going to move on, move in a different direction from Frank Wright. Jeff Saturday is going to take over as our head coach. How would you feel? I would look to my right, and it pro- if um, let's say it's the Eagles, right? Yep. I was, I would look at D-Jack or Macklin. Say, yo, just Saturday, the, the player, just Saturday, the, the player, who, not the coach, the player. Oh, Peyton Manning center, like, yeah, yeah. And, and like, my thing is, I think now I love the coaches. Like, I love ex players that become coaches. I love that. But you gotta go through like, like there has to be some type of criteria you gotta hit. And I, I don't want to seem like a hater, but it's like I, I, Reggie Wayne. He's on the coaching staff, yep. right? He's an ex-player. He had, a, he had a great career also. Right. But he's a coach. He's there with the, he's there with the players. He's there in the meetings. Jeff Saturday was just on TV talking about the game. He just actually tweeted, oh, man, the, the Raiders so team the Raiders stinks. look terrible. Oh, now we had to play. So my thing is, like, there, there has to be some type of, like, guidelines for hiring these coaches, right? And, 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 and I'm going to speak on a different topic. We need more black head coaches. Yes. We have four of them active right now. Mm-hmm. Five with the interim. Five? No, yeah. no, no black owners? Like, come on. We got to do something about this. In Philadelphia, um, Deuce Staley was a running back coach. When I when, in, in 2009, he was like the assistant um, um, running back coach, yep. like an intern. But he, he, he worked up his resume, got it better and better and better. And then in 2017, he was like the assistant head coach. So my thing is, when he had a chance to be a head coach, all the players, the ex-Eagles and the current Eagles, we were trying to root for him, you know, pr- promoting him. He should get the job. Now, he didn't get it, but he had, like, the interview. But my thing is, like, he, he worked his way up. Where Jeff Shada is, like, he just, he, I mean, he had a call. Hey, do you want to, you know, coach the Colts? I can just think of the Eagles, right? If Jeff, Laurie, I, I'm on TV and speak, and you know, I get a call on the break. Shady McCool, you want the job with the Eagles? Hell yeah. Like you say it Hell being, yeah. You say it being facetious, but there's That's probably what happened, yeah. Like, Shady is a six-time Pro Bowler. Jeff Saturday is a six-time Pro Bowler. Shady has two All-Pros. Jeff Saturday has two All-Pros. Shady, I'm sure you've coached some Little League games. Jeff Saturday has coached some higher-level Little League games. At the same What's day, the it literally would be the same thing. And I will leave y'all today. I, hey, <laughs> I'm, on my, I'm on my way. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to imagine because the Eagles are good, but I'm rooting for you, buddy. I, hope, <laughs> yeah. like, that's, I can't let it we'll Nick. There's a there's a very serious element to it, and like we've we've talked about it, but like it's it's wild to think like we we do the same job that Jeff Saturday did. Like on a Monday morning, you're like, all right, what are y'all hot on? What are the <laughs> what are the topics of the day? What are we gonna do? Can I like, get some coffee. Joy, yeah, coffee. like Joy's feeling this about about that topic. We're gonna get into Josh out. Oh, Shady's gone. Shady's the coach. Of, Shady's the coach of the Eagles now. Like, okay, cool. Give us that exclusive interview. Yeah, seriously, we need a st- we need a standing interview with Shady if that happens. But it's it okay. It, that aspect of it is really funny, and like I I can't stop thinking about the idea of Jeff Saturday like taking notes on games like two days ago, and now he's got to put a game plan together for the Las Vegas Raiders. Like that's crazy. But it speaks to 
how unchecked and, and absurd it is really on the NFL level. Because again, these are these are Fortune 500 companies. They're like, you know, the, the amount of money that they make, the jobs that they Billions. create. Think about like the impact that they have on the economy of their cities. Great point. These are companies, if it was any other company, you're like, there's like a board of trustees, there's shareholders, right, things right. have to be yeah, approved in meetings. It takes months and all of that type of stuff that I don't Oops. even really understand. <laughs> in the NFL, Jim Irsay is like, Peyton, you don't want to do it? Cool. Who else do I know? Jeff? Cool. Can you right, be here? But, Can you but, be here? Like, there's, that, it's ridiculous. Play that scenario out, and Reggie Wayne is in the He's, Exactly. Like, like who, who, who's qualified on the staff? Oh, I don't know. We got Gus Bradley, 33 years. We got John Fox, 40 like, years. Maybe, maybe they can steady the ship until the end of the right. season so we can hire someone else. Uh, uh, we don't want to do that. They've already had their opportunity. Uh, Reggie? Uh, who, who else we got? <laughs> and, and like that's this is this is why when people start start their whole production about oh everybody's politically correct now and everybody's so sensitive and you're always complaining about stuff. This I don't know what's a better example of I can get a beer with this guy than mm. this. This is a good old boys club. If I had never seen yep, it, you're right. No, you're and the right. next time we're talking about this, don't come to me. Don't slide out of your little troll hole to tell me that this never happens. What is this? This Reggie Wayne is on the staff, my guy. He's on, the staff. on the staff. He's already and he's there. a great player. Why you look we care me about that. in the face and tell me that this is anything other than what it is. How? If Reggie wasn't on the staff. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and I'm still really not trying to hear it. But, but Reggie's the, on the staff. There's other guys on the staff that fit as yes, well, like yes. you mentioned, long-time because, because coaches. They made this the criteria. Yeah. That all you had to be was a player. It's it's it, I got to get my beer drinking together. It defies explanation. <laughs> let me let me come to, let me come to y'all real quick for these this final question. Is it a good job? Because at the end of the day, like uh, again, not all money is good money. If you are taking over as this Colts head coach, your quarterback is a second-year player who yeah. has two starts, no touchdowns in his two starts, a six-round pick out of Texas, Sam Ellinger. Your running back one, Jonathan Taylor, is hurt. Your running back two, Naheem Hines, just got traded to the Bills. Your wide receivers are not making plays at all whatsoever. Right. And your defense has not been the defense of old. To me, it's not even a great job. It's not a job that I would necessarily want, easy for me to say sitting at this desk. What do you say? If you were Reggie Wayne, if you were in that building, would you even want this? job for two reasons yes i would take it from reggie wayne first of all he might not get another shot right he might not get another chance take that job do the best with it and then two is i, I don't think it's a terrible job they, they, they got some players they got some pieces david cully right i, I coached with him when i was with the philadelphia eagles he's a wide receiver coach yep. with andy reed so smart guy yep. he took the job for the texans they fired him in his first year but they didn't have no players Deshaun watson was up and down with his situation off the field who else they got they didn't have any players so i felt like he was going to lose that situation because of the, the talent there where, if you look at the Colts, they got some talent. Mm -hmm. They got some players. So, I would take that job. Didn't you pick them to, uh, what did you say? <laughs> I picked them to be the one seed in the AFC. Right. So, you're right. But you picked them because they have talent. They got they have they talent, have talent. And, an, and an easy division to right. win. So, yeah. but, but also what I would say is that Reggie is, Reggie is young. He's starting his coaching career. So, to be put into the conversations, the reason why we have these Rooney, the Rooney rule in place is to get into the, you got to get in the room. That's right. You got to be in the room yep. to get the interview, to get the opportunity. So yeah, you absolutely have to take it, whether it's a good job or not, because you might not even get an opportunity to be in the room. You know, pause, 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 pause. Y'all okay. know what's fascinating? What? The Colts are second in their division. It's a terrible like, division. They're, they're, I'm saying like, they're not out. Listen, did you see him yesterday? I did, but the, I'm saying by mathematically, there are not even like near the Colts are three, four, and one, if I'm not mistaken. What's the three, five, and three, one, five and, and one. the Titans are five and three. 
Yeah. I'm like, I would, have bailed, hey, I would not have bailed this soon. If Jeff... On, on Frank? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that's, I, that's I what I said that. the show. I, don't, I, I wouldn't even have fired Frank. Yeah. You have, you have injuries at the quarterback position. He's, he's clearly a good coach. Like, wait it out until the end of the season. You're not out of it. That's bad. It's, 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 it's bad organizations do bad, levels. bad organizational it's, things. It feels very impulsive. Yes. Yeah. Coming up, life has been good in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins. Yo, he iced out. I see. Look at yeah. him. Oh, I, I see. see Kirk. Uh, but look at the, the club. The Vikings, seven and one. They still not getting talked about. They not getting enough respect, or are they? That's oh, next. Boy, that's okay. At least Blitz got a million dollars on his neck. Uh, At least. Well, as we move to the NFL, the Vikings currently have one. Kirk Cousins, he's been balling. They won again. They beat the Commanders. Keep in mind that is where Kirk Cousins was drafted back in 2012 in the fourth round. Now the Vikings are seven and one. They look good. But how good is the question? They've won six straight games, and during that streak, none of their wins have been by more than one score. So that has put a lot of people in doubt. Shady, talk to me. Are the Vikings, the 7-1 Vikings, getting enough respect? Real quick, why we didn't talk about Pittsburgh Panthers? <laughs> they have like three, four we, losses. We, yeah, we, how we, are they? We won this. We won last week. Who'd y'all beat? Syracuse. <laughs> they're ranked. They're top. They are ranked. They are ranked. Anyway. Can we talk about Kirk Cousins? But do you, do you like that? Hail do you pitch. like that? Yeah. I like Kirk Cousins. I like that. Listen, they get respect. This is a problem. They, they need more respect. <laughs> this, you know what the problem is? <clears throat> I hate to say it. They played them birds. They got bullied. They got disrespected. And then now everybody feels like they're not a good team. No, 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 no. Just because we can bully them and disrespect them and pound them, that means y'all can't, right? So get this team their respect. They're probably the most balanced team in football. When I say that, like, their, their passing game works off their running game. Their running game works off the passing game. They get tons of turnovers on defense. Like, they play well together. It looks like they love each other. They like each other. You see Kirk Cousins all iced yeah. up at the grill. and So, like, they're having a lot of fun. And I think this team is really, really good. So, don't let what we did distract you. Don't let what the birds did to them. So, prime time, <laughs> mess up your judgment on the Vikings. Okay, I'm going to segue off that. I do not respect the Vikings, and here is why, oh, Vikings fans. I do God. not mean to be mean, but what you Shane mean. said speaks volumes. Let's go back to 2014. Okay. DeMarco Murray had 1,800 rushing yards that season. Hear that? 2,200 yards from scrimmage. It was amazing. Okay. But what happened when he played the Eagles the first time? 78 yards. What happened when he played the Eagles the second time? 73 yards. Mm. DeMarco Murray leading up to the game against the Eagles had 100 yards in every single game against every single opponent except the Arizona Cardinals where my brother played and the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles and we set, held him where down. You played. So I didn't respect DeMarco Murray. Okay. Not because DeMarco wasn't good. He was great. Statistically speaking, he was great. But respect is earned. And so when you came against us and the Eagles, what did you do? When I looked at the most nearly team that relates to an us is the Eagles, I watched Kirk Cousins and I said, what did you do? And you did not look good at all. So that is why I do not give the respect to Kirk Cousins. That's Other tough. people, y'all give all the respect that y'all want, but respect is earned. And just like I personally did not respect DeMarco Murray because he personally couldn't do nothing to us, I personally don't respect Kirk Cousins because he personally couldn't do nothing to the Eagles, and that was a game I watched three times that night, the next morning, and the next night. That's where I stand. Joy Taylor, where do you Yeah, I'll tell the truth. That got turned off. That's why you had to watch it again. <laughs> you didn't finish watching it. Right. It was that bad. Look, I have a lot of respect for Kirk Cousins' Ability to make money. I wouldn't be surprised if all those chains are his because he could certainly afford it. Can. I like that. <laughs> what I don't have respect for Kirk Cousins is 
His career primetime record, when the lights are on and it matters most, he's 10-18, and 18, and he's 9-36 and 36 against playoff teams. It's tied for the fifth worst amongst all quarterbacks since the merger, the minimum of 45 starts. That means he is – you asked if the Bills were a front runner. Front runner. He's a front runner. Right there. Dang. And look, it's icy, cool. though. Icy, I love though. it. It's fun. It, winning is fun. Enjoy yourselves. But until you, with your one and two career playoff record, mm. do something when it matters most, I'm going to respect you as a great regular season team right now, playing good football, enjoying yourselves. And when you go up against a team like the Eagles, whew, look bad. Mm-hmm. Look so bad you got to turn it off and watch it again. Look Take up more of your time because you, you couldn't sit through it. You couldn't stomach it. You couldn't stomach it. You couldn't watch another second. Bad. Throw the damn towel! <laughs> Throw the damn towel! You want to talk about Philadelphia? Throw the damn towel. So that's my problem with the, with the Vikings. I love a lot of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They've gotten me a lot of fantasy points this year. I appreciate it. But until it happens in the playoffs and until right. it happens when the lights are brightest, I uh, I'm, not, I'm not being fooled by this. It's really fitting that we started this segment with college football because, like, that's where that respect stuff belongs. Like, oh, has Clemson played anybody? Or they might not play a good team all year. Like, this is the NFL. The Vikings are going to have every opportunity to prove to me they deserve respect, which right now yeah. I feel just fine with how I feel about them, which is that they're a good team that I don't consider to be in the contender conversation. But guess what? Which is crazy. Okay. A seven and one team. I cool. agree, though I agree with 32, 32 combined asinine, points. It's asinine to say that a seven and one team is not in the contender right. conversation. Okay, I'll finish my point then. Go ahead. Next four games: Bills, Cowboys, Pats, Jets. Ooh. Go do it. Show me. Show me you're awesome. Show me you're good. Go beat the Bills. Go beat the Cowboys. That's what was it four games? So four games. What would we make that? The number two and two, what three and one? Depends on who they beat. I mean, if they beat if they beat the Bills and the Jets, but if they go two and two against that slate, I'll consider. Especially if they beat the Bills, yeah. I'll consider that very respectable. Yeah. Absolutely. Because here's the truth of the matter right now: the Vikings have beat the four and five Commanders, the two and six Lions, the three and six Bears, the three and five Saints. Saints play tonight. The three and six Lions and the three and six Packers. The Vikings have not beaten a team with less than five losses, and we've only played nine games. You give me a look, Mashady, that matters. It matters, that but like, matters. But, but, Acho, listen. Kirk Cousins didn't make the schedule. He didn't. He, he probably liked it. By the way, where, where did that come from? He always says that. He said it he against said it. after Washington yeah. B. You like that? I forget who. It was, just, it was when he was in a contract dispute. That's why he said it. Oh, he okay. was trying to prove to Washington he, that he, he was worth it. Oh, yeah. oh, he won, he won big won time. So, yeah. so I'm just saying, like, like, like you know, we, we don't make the schedule. No, we just play but, you, but you make your respect. The, you can dictate how you respect listen, somebody based the, off the of The Philadelphia Eagles, right? We haven't played, you know, they'll say we haven't played a lot of great teams, Correct. right? The, the schedule's not that hard. But I feel like we'll play the Bills the same way we just played the Texans. Right? But the, but the Vikings don't because the Vikings didn't play the Eagles the same way they played the Lions. Yeah, but, but that was early in the season, though. Right? And you learn you get better. At, first of all, I look at players. They have players on defense. They have players on offense. They probably have the best top three receiver in the, in the game. Right Wait, say the, oh, receiver. receiver. I was say receiving core. Receiver. Like, oh, shit, no, no, but, but I mean, but they, they're solid enough. Like, a team that gets turnovers can be anybody. We've seen that with the Jets. Sure. Right? And the Cowboys. A team here. that can run the ball can be anybody. A team that can pass the ball. A team that can get – Interceptions, get turnovers. Like you can win games with this team. So they're seven to one for a reason. I don't care who they play. They got a shot. But you get you. That they got is a, a shot. That man. is an ignorant statement to say I don't care who they play. But uh, it's the NFL. Sure. You, you, some, some, listen, we, y'all was just talking about LSU, right? Yep. Now some days you're gonna play Georgia, Tennessee, yep. Alabama, yep. right? And then some games you're gonna play Arkansas and uh, well, some little baby schools over there. <laughs> the NFL, they're all. This is all. They're I love not that all you called Arkansas. They're, they're not all great, but this, this is elite level football. But every team's not elite. 
I'll give you a better example, right? Thank you. I need who, a better example. Who, who's, the, like that who's, the, who's the best team in the NFL? Eagles. I mean, I mean Eagles. Let's say that. Don't, don't use the Eagles. Anybody else? The Chiefs. Chiefs. The Chiefs, all right? So if I said the Chiefs talent level compared to who's the worst team in the league? The Panthers. The yeah. Panthers, right? Now, it's a difference. A huge but, difference. Okay, but if you go, hear me out. If you go by player by player, they have just as not maybe not just as much, but they have a lot of good players. No, like, I'm with you. You get what I'm saying? Like NFL defense, players. like Brian Burns, right? They're all NFL players. It's They're, not the yeah. same thing as college. You, you beat, you beat I'm just telling you. The reason I disagree is because you can I'm, No, because I'm an NFL player and you're an NFL player. Yeah. And me and you were not the same. I'm better than you, so, but, 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 but I'm not. Way but, but, better. But I'm, no, so I'm not, I don't want to hear this no, as no, all no. NFL for, players for, nonsense. For, for example, no, no, I'm, I'm not, not super weird. I could have covered you on some plays, but. You did cover me before. Sure. Okay, so like like wide receiver wise, like so DJ, um, 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 the one that's the DJ Moore? DJ Moore. He's a hell of a player. Yeah, he'd be the best receiver for the Chiefs. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Brian Burns would be the best defensive end for the Chiefs. No, best defensive player on the team. Chris right, Jones. No, right, number right now. Chris Jones, Jones is so good. I mean, Chris Jones is nice. But fair, fair, fair. But, fair. but, but they're close. Get your point. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like DBs, right? I'm just All players aren't created equal, bro. Man, all players aren't created I, for equal. one. You know, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm with you. I'm Come with you, Shady. They're all NFL players. Heck no. They get paid. I, 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 this I, is their job. No scholarships. I had 800,000. You had 8 million. They wasn't paid the same either. Don't talk to me. Coming up, Justin Fields. He's getting a lot of praise today, and he deserves it. Shady going to stay fired up for this one. How much respect is Justin Fields getting after that performance? They won. No, they didn't. Oh, he's praised. I thought you praised when they went something like <laughs> so another loss, no, another one. Next on speed. What are they? Well, the Dolphins beat the Bears yesterday, but Justin Fields, he got busy, America. And if you're not paying attention, you need to. He threw for three touchdown passes and ran for 178 yards, which, by the way, the most an NFL quarterback has done in a regular season game ever. Peter King, columnist, he called Fields the most impressive player on NFL on Sunday. I agreed. I said that Justin Fields is currently the most dangerous quarterback in the NFL. Dangerous, not to be confused with best. Shady, you look unbothered by this Justin Fields conversation. Listen, I don't care what Peter said, with Acho said. I don't care. What, I, my, I got my own eyes. I think he's a hell of an athlete. I said that. He can't throw the ball, right? I think that the, the, the Dolphins' defensive coordinator is a bad, bad guy. He yeah, three touchdown passes, Shady. Hold on. He ran the same exact defense the whole time. The dude's running around the scrambling, waiting for somebody to get over. Oh, and then West, once the defenders come up, he just throws it. So my thing is, like, as a coordinator, no, no pressure? Then it's a no pressure. Because they have spies, big dog. They spy him. The play right spy. there, they spy him. That's a dart. Spy. You said he can't throw. That's Listen. a dart. This, that's a dart. No, I need you to acknowledge that. What? And this throw so here, too. Oh, touchdown. Oh, that's a beautiful six-yard pass. That was a beautiful six-yard pass. I don't like to hate. I just like to keep it honest. Like, first of all, we're praising this guy off of a loss. He lost this week. He lost last week. The week before that, losses, right? He won the week before he, that. He beat, he beat the, uh, Patriots. Uh, the Patriots. That was a crazy game. But, listen, I just got to see more from the guy. Everybody loves to give him, give him uh, uh, passes for the way he plays, right? I mean, don't 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 get crazy here. I'm not lying. I mean, he had games we threw for like 80 yards mm -hmm. in a real NFL game. Not Harry pickup football. Harry 80 pick yards up. in a real football game. That's crazy. Your career high in rushing yards, I believe, is 207 or 213. This man, a quarterback, just ran for 178 in maybe his 20th start ever. Along with three touchdown passes, I need some respect. He runs he runs well. I just said that. I just told you that he's a hell of an athlete. Three touchdown passes. I gotta see more. I gotta see. I gotta see less losses and some wins. That's what I gotta see. Hey, Dave, what do you need to see? So, like, we are seeing more. That's the cool thing about this. Uh -huh. Which, ironically, 
you two managed to find both, like, you all find the extremes. Like, most dangerous quarterback in the league is a little strong, Acho. When you can... Did you watch Patrick Mahomes last night? Yeah, of course. Always say his name. Put the team on his back. I'm oh, saying, oh, no, okay, okay. regardless. Sorry. So, Just you're good. on one end, but, like, to act like this isn't impressive, I'll go as far as to say, like, for the time being, with what the Bears have figured out on offense, they're must-see TV, man. This is fun. They are playing to his strengths. Like, yes, he's an incredible athlete. He can run like this. Shady, if you blitz him and he gets away from it, you're giving up six. Like, that's why you can't blitz him too often. And on top of that, I love the way they're playing to his strengths. They get him on the move. You see a lot of boot action stuff. You see a lot of plays where he has the choice between a run and a throw. It's like they woke up one day and were like, damn, we have a really, really athletic quarterback. We should probably design an offense that reflects that. It didn't look like that for the first month and a half of the season. Since that mini bye week, they played so bad against the oh. commanders played so bad they are so much fun and i don't really gotta, care about the wins the and losses yes game. yes yes mr mccoy hey hey sir i have a question yes sir i just want to know if, if these numbers are right because i don't know if if, if this ipad is working right so how many games you want to go back because because he's doing a great job running and all that how many games can we go back this one his last eight games i'm gonna, his numbers i'm gonna go over his numbers last eight. okay so the dolphins he did good he had he had he had 123 yards passing. He had 178 yards rushing. Yes, sir. That's pretty good. I mean, 123 is, is okay. If you run for 250, oh, who me, cares? Put, okay. Lost, too, by the way. That's a big stat. Played play, play uh, Dallas. Lost that game. Had 151 yards passing. Had 60 yards rushing. Lost. Got a win here. He had a 179 yards passing. 82 yards rushing. That's pretty good. Yes, sir. Right? And you got a W. What point are you making, sir? Because I'm not going to listen to you. I'm, not gonna yeah. I'm just saying, like, 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 I mean, these numbers are these, these numbers are okay. They're all right. He's had over 300 total all, yards. All these numbers result to losses. That's the Bears aren't supposed to be good. Why not? They run the ball better than anybody else. They do. Joy, break this up, please. What are your thoughts on Justin Fields? Right. Lost, lost, I've been, lost, I've lost, been lost, on lost. Justin Fields for a while. Yeah. Right? And what you're starting to see from Justin Fields is why I like Justin Fields. What's that? Look. I'm not putting the wins and losses on Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears this season. Oh, thank you. I've been watching the Bears for a while now. Okay. It, what happens when you lean in on what young quarterbacks do is they start to have more success. They develop. I don't expect anything from the Chicago Bears this year. What I want to see from Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears is growth every single week, which is what you're seeing. By the way, how good are the Dolphins that everyone is enamored with how Justin Fields played against them in a loss? So just want to put that in there. <laughs> okay. But he's putting up, dare I say it, Cooper Rush numbers. Oh, yeah. And the most important thing that Who he's is? not doing, Justin, Justin Fields. Oh. Actually, I shouldn't even be disrespectful to Justin Fields because Cooper yeah, Rush yeah, is yeah, never yeah, running yeah, the ball. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Never running the ball. Just, he's, he's, passing, she was talking about passing. Passing the yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah, yes, course, passing course, the ball, course, Cooper Rush numbers. And the most important thing, the reason why we were all so high on Cooper, and let's not all back no off now. No turnovers. For a young quarterback who had a problem with that and was struggling and looked frantic earlier in the season, you know, I'm not getting crazy about any of this. You're right. It does need to start translating into wins. Yeah. But growth is important, too. And he's a young quarterback, an organization that just had turnover. So I'm going to give him a little patience. And even here's where I'm at. As long as he's beating the teams he's supposed to beat. Justin Fields and the Bears aren't supposed to beat the Cowboys. They are not supposed to beat the Dolphins. Correct. But they are supposed to beat the Patriots, and they did do that. Coming up, supposed. we got to handle some family business, y'all. That's more. Speak. After this, do not go anywhere. Yeah, those hours like 13 passes a game. Going out of my way to watch the Bears. Okay, with Jeff Saturday getting hired for the Colts with minimal experience, we, th we thought, Shady, if you were the head coach for the Eagles, what jobs we got? All right, first of all, 
you're gonna be my personal uh, director. Yep, ten seconds. Yep. Yeah. And then you'll hang uncomfortable conversation with everybody. Yeah. You be my GM. You cutting everybody. <laughs> they don't listen. And you will be Chip Kelly. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the rest, right, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> nah.